Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 265. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the widely acclaimed, award-winning, and highly talented children's book author of Books for Benjamin, Mr. Rico DeRowan. Thanks for having me, Barney. Nice. You're welcome. And so I'm really excited to talk to you about your latest book. Books for Benjamin. I read it. So first of all, it was it was as soon as I read, as soon as I started reading Books for Benjamin, it's about a worm who likes yeah. to read books. For right off the gate, I'm thinking bookworm. Like this is like the first thing that you're gonna think of bookworm. But there's a surprise ending in the book, which I was there really is, excited to see. Right. So I don't want to give it away, but there is a for those that you need to pick up the book and read about books for Benjamin. Is there, there is a surprise ending in it as a children's book. Rico, do you want to first kind of uh kind of give people a little bit of background of yourself and how you started getting into writing children's books? My wife, who's Austrian, uh, we travel a lot in the world. I'm an international teacher. Early on, I was in business, but um, when we met, we got married in Kenya. And my okay. dream was always to go out and see the world and meet a lot of people. I, would, I used to be a camp counselor. So that's probably my first part of um, working with kids. And in mm-hmm. Kenya, I met a nice friend who told me, well, you know, you love camp and children. Why don't you consider, you know, going home, back uh, home and getting, uh, I'm from the US, Californian though, getting retrained as a teacher. And so I did that after Kenya, but during Kenya, um, that's where I discovered a lot of, um, you know, Africa has a rich tradition of storytelling. And we had a lot of, my wife and I had a lot of um, Kenyan friends. Our favorite thing to do was go out on safari. So about every, you know, other weekend, we would take our Jeep and and drive out and we had to photograph the animals and camp and just spend hours watching them. And stories happened because we were, uh, our friend is always sending us to on wild goose chases and saying, oh, you need to go. You never saw the hippos. I said, no. Um, uh, okay, I better go back and camp at this place. What he didn't tell us was <laughs> they could be a bit dangerous. too. <laughs> and um, we got actually attacked in our in our tent. Um, thank God he only hit the um, he, he hit the flaps and the flaps came down. And then he just gave out this this huge bellows. And of course, we were shivering like <laughs> something else. But um, you you develop some respect for the animals, and but right. it's amazing when you sit and watch you know elephants at play. And we we used to sit for hours just watching some of the um, elephant um, children, and um, I would look and say, "Oh my gosh, that that game looks like King of the Hill that we used to play when you know <laughs> the the elephants are pushing each other down back in the mud bank and then laughing right. all the way." And um, so stories developed from there. And I, I went later on to New York and got my teaching certificate. I fell in love with the East Coast, actually. You said in a, in a previous interview as well that, um, you know, Books for Benjamin, this actually was a, a long process. You had this idea, yeah. you have like yeah. pre-Amazon days that you had this yes. idea for this book. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so talk to us a little bit about the how the evolution of the story that the seed of the story took place and 
how did the process go by picking it up and putting it back down? And then the actual event of you just deciding going to the coffee shops, as you said, is to just, just type it out or just write it out. How did that process happen for you? Yes. Well, I started um, when I was in New York as a teacher, I, I was lucky and I uh, was able to take some courses at the um, Institute for Children's Literature in Connecticut. Mm. And that's what got it off. And I had a really nice mentor and, She's the one who first, it was, Benjamin was one of the first stories I did back. Back then, Amazon wasn't even around. You know, that made a lot of things possible. I'm a self-published author. Back then, you couldn't do that. It was only traditionally published was possible. And right. so when I wrote the story, it started as a magazine story. But um, Ruth, who I was working with, my mentor, she said that, oh, but I think this has potential for a, for a book, for a picture book. And I thought, oh, that might be nice. But unfortunately... Life gets in the way over the years. You have children, and then you, you're teaching at the same time. Somehow, it just stayed there. I didn't really do anything with it until about maybe about um, four or five years back. And okay. I said, no, this, this story is nagging there. It's um, something that's still out there. I was also writing an elephant story as, as well that's about to come off. Everything had changed, you know, with the birth of Amazon and um, Ingram Spark is a print-on-demand company. And... All of these things made it now possible that maybe I should try this myself. Uh, little did I know there's a lot that's involved, <laughs> more than just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but um, it is nice. I mean, there are, there are moments where you think like, oh gosh, I took on a lot. But um, so I, I got the story out again, dug the story out and um, um, realized I don't need to change all that much. And uh, it started from there. Bought some editors to to look at it again. It went from there, and uh, the best part was picking the you know being able to go and get an illustrator. Thank God I didn't. They didn't listen to you know me. I mean uh, completely. Um, my wife was the one who was saying, "Oh, don't do a worm in worm colors." She said, "Oh my God, that's going to be just terrible." And I was like, really? I never thought of that. <laughs> and, you know, as the writer, you sometimes don't always think about the illustrations, and that's so important. And luckily, right. I found an illustrator who just on her own came up with an idea to make Benjamin purple. Oh, okay. Said, oh, you know what? This is perfect. I like how she's done her the family. And um, I have to admit, my, my wife was right, because a lot of children have told me that they love Benjamin in this color. So, <laughs> so, that's my my Benjamin would have been probably not so good. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you were able to find an illustrator. Ah, okay, that was over Fiverr, and you know Fiverr sometimes okay. gets you know different kinds of that. But that um, and I think I looked at the time at um, two, just two, and they um, the way you do it is often uh, put out the assignment and and um, ask an illustrator to do the same scene, and then you can compare. Okay. And Juliana stuck out right away from the quirkiness of, you know, she, the expression she captures and, and that, and we just love that from the start. She's from Ukraine. Unfortunately, um, both the elephant book um, is also being illustrated by a Ukrainian lady. Okay. And um, the day we were kind of making our contracts, the war broke out. So they're really my heroes. They, you know, they, Juliana finished her book quite early because she's a, she sketches everything digitally. So she's able to produce it quite, you know, we were able to do the, all the storyboarding 
and doing all of that quite quite quickly. Um, so I had to pivot from the elephant book to Benjamin. Um, okay. The elephant book's about a lady who's um, rehabilitated, a true story about a lady, the family I know, that rehabilitates orphaned elephants and brings them back into the wild. And she's in Kenya where I was living at the time. And oh, wow. um, okay. uh, Kate is working on this one, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how, I honestly don't know how they're doing it, um, you know, producing these things. And she, in fact, one of them wrote me and said, um, I'm really sorry, you know, that, you know, to do this to you because now the war's broken up. And I said, no, don't worry about it. Um, I'll continue right. to pay. Just, you know, stay safe. And right. um, to flee, her, her um, area was devastated. And um, right. she had, she's still in Ukraine. You said in one of your your uh, you, you mentioned previously as well in one of the uh, one of the talks that you had is that it's one of the successes that it's in important for a children's book writer to do is actually write in your personality into your books. Oh yes. Um, um, do you do yeah. you want to explain a little bit further what you mean by that? Uh, yes, it's um, well, I've always liked um, even as a kid, I, I like anything with you know some humor and. Mm. Uh, even in my classes, um, I just got a, it's um, an evaluation from some of my kids that just came back. And I was just so happy to hear that most of them, actually quite all of them wrote, he loves to, you know, to make jokes and he, he gets us and he, and he cares about how we're doing it. I think that's the best that any teacher can hear is if they're happy and they like to be in school and they like to be with you. And, um, and, and they said, and because he tells stories, <laughs> and so um, and so that storytelling part is really good. And I think it's it's nice if you can bring in some of um, uh, your own personality into it. Um, uh, you mentioned the ending and and some of the things. Um, I have a line in there. I think the grin wider than the Grand Canyon or something like that. And it's I had a little girl in my class uh, from Russia, and she had just cha you know traveled here. And it's always hard when you come from a you know a new country and then you're now all of a sudden mm. you're in Oman and she she barely spoke at the beginning and right. then I showed her this scene from the book and she starts laughing out loud and now she's in my writing class and she's speaking English and she's I mean yeah so humor I think can go a long way and <laughs> but the humor part um it's maybe a little bit harder to do always in a picture book but um I have a chapter book series I'm working on too and my wife said oh um, oh, that's your, that's you. And I said, you all have more, more room to do it in, in here, you know, in the chapters. But um, yeah, so I think it's, it's always fun to infuse a little bit of, um, you know, your, your personality and, and right. quirkiness in, and everyone has little, little different quirks. And now, is there a difference between actually having the the theme of the book have your personality, or the characters within your book have your personality? Ah, it's um, I think it can be a bit of both, but it's um, okay. in this one, it's um, Benjamin definitely has you know like being about you know being different. It's all about that mm. you know I'm different and it's okay. And he and I also wanted a little bit of. Um, without being too preachy about it, but it's uh, never giving up, you know, pursuing, right. you know, whatever it is that your goal and, and, and going for it. And, and he does that. And with the help of a few friends along the way and has a few stumbling blocks and, 
I also try to do it in the characters a little bit, like the one you're, you were showing now just with the cat. Um, I remember that scene, I love illustrating as well. So Juliana and I worked on that scene and originally she had the cat with a very, uh, a bit of a too happy face. And I said, mm. oh, can you redo him a little bit and give him this ha 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 kind of, you know, like like a little bit, a little bit of a sinister kind of smile. Right. And I thought she captured that really well too with, um, you know, that he's just playing around with Benjamin there. And right. um, so it's, um, but that's what I loved about it is that when you're a self-published author, we get that chance to collaborate with the illustrator, right. which you might not get in the traditional. Juliana was very good at like taking like what I was thinking and, and, and change, you know, putting that into action. Mm. And so that was, that's what I, what I loved about working with her. And so you did mention that she kind of picked the the the, the color of of Benjamin. Yeah. Was there anything else with that the back and forth where you mm -hmm. were you were like, well, I really want to do this? And had she did did she have any like pushback on you? Like, I really think it would fit better with this. Like, mm -hmm. was there any of that pieces, or where she? No, in, in how did that one, relationship went, go? Went really smoothly. Um, okay. She, she, um, what was great about it is she, she likes to, uh, which she also did on her own. She story mapped the whole thing um, within a month, okay. and I, I had to provide the instructions of, of kind of what I see page by page. Um, mm. so there's some detailed work that's involved there that you give the initial vision, and then, but she had a lot of leeway also on interpreting that, and, okay. um, but uh, there were only a few incidences where. You know, like I might um, said, oh, well, this is now taking place more in a city. So could you add uh, a city look to it instead right. of the farmhouse or something like that? And and um, and on this particular page, it was, oh, you know, it would be nice. I think if the penguin shows up as well, kind of like what what he's reading to is, you know. Um, oh, oh, she did push back on one thing because um, I think I have a, a line that's called pirates to penguin. And she doesn't really. Um, um, like to illustrate pirates, <laughs> so, mm. so I said that's no problem because we can do ping penguins in the book as well. So, and she did that quite nicely. And she even added the the parts of like biology that I'm looking at right now, making it look like it's oh, it's in the library, and that that probably would be on the book on certain books, history and biology. Right. So I think she understood the the whole concept really well. Talk to us again about the scripting piece to it. Like how different is the actual final product draft compared mm -hmm. to your original? Was there how much of how much of rewritings did you have to do? And what were some of the feedback you got from from editors mm -hmm. that you received? Yes. I was lucky with Benjamin that it um, the original rewrites were done long ago. And so when I okay. went to the editing stage, um, they liked it quite quite quickly. And um, um, the the one area that definitely needed some change is I have a habit of, I tend to write in a passive tense more. And mm. picture books require a lot of, you know, you want that action. And okay. I, I got lucky with an editor who, so just slight changes to the verb tense and, and how she did that was perfect. Mm. And, um, and I said, Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. And, um, but I, ha I've had that um, tendency since you know, elementary school, high school, everything um, to write more in a in a passive voice, right? And, uh, 
And um, so that's, that's really good. Is And, and I think a, a, a great tip is to always, you know, get outside help and, and others who look at it again. But the basic um, uh, sentences, um, I didn't have to change a lot at all. I was, I was okay. lucky with these ones. Um, for those that might be listening or watching this, who would say, who might be daunted by the idea of, of self-publishing, what is some of the advice that you would give that for those that are thinking about self-publishing their own children's book? Okay. Yes. Um, well, I did a lot of reading up on, on different aspects of it. I probably should have okay. done a bit more about the marketing part, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's because that's the one area that that um, you know, once you're done with the book, the the written part and working with editors and your illustrator, um, you know, it's all very very doable. But marketing was was new, so I need I needed mm -hmm. to get my head around that. And I kind of um, you know, there's the whole social media aspect, and I kind of see myself as a bit of a social media misfit. So my daughters <laughs> helped me with that one, and you know that you need to you know get out there on Instagram or Facebook and Pinterest and you know, different parts of that, um, you know, and just trying to get your book out there to be seen. And, um, right. the, but there are a lot of good um, um, people who, who write about this kind of thing and, and can give you, you know, advice about um, where to look for, you know, and, and find your, uh, your niche and, and who would be your reader and your, your, um, your market. And, um, right. The, um, in this case, you know, with children's picture books, it's it's primarily the parents, you mm. know, that you're that, um, you know, and um, the large percentage are, are mainly female, and uh, so it's um, that are buying those books. Although, you know, dads are going into, uh, I'm one of those that I can't go into a Barnes and Noble <laughs> without going to the picture book section and, and buying. You know, coming out with a whole bunch of them again, and, and telling my wife that, oh, this is what I'm going to use in my classroom again, and right. uh, so it's my excuse for getting a few more books. And um, but I find it they're they're just, you know, the illustrators and what they do, and and the writer. It's just amazing that some of these right. books, and I love what you know what they what kids get out of them, and how mm. they'll go back to them. Even at my age, we go back to the books that we love. And, right. And still reread them. <laughs> and so, like you brought up a good point too, is like one of the aspects of of children's books is that you you write it you write it for children, but children aren't. But you also have to write it for adults who are going to be reading yeah. it to children, or adults going to be buying it for children. What's some of the what are some of the lessons that you learned throughout this process that you're going to be taking forward also with your your elephant book and some other sequels? Oh yes the well the um that market is um you know they're looking for books that you know that I think um I like to write in a in a, a certain style that entertains and at the same time is educational. So right. so far what I've been writing kind of has a combination of that. Um, you know, with Benjamin, it's the whole valuing libraries idea and going after certain aspects of your goals. Um, I'm also a big uh, nature lover and and mm. um, was fortunate to one time work with Jane Goodall a bit and um, in schools. And, you know, the, the whole aspect of, you know, going on safari and, and learning about these animals. Um, and kids love animals. So they, the parents, I think, are... 
I think a lot of our parents are looking for that combination, uh, books that can inspire their kids to love reading, but also at the same time, they can maybe learn something about the world and other children around the world, um, nature and animals. And very big is also right now, uh, currently, um, you know, the, um, like what Bethany Stahl, the, you know, Save, Save the Earth kind of series and, and um, you know, um, the plastics problem in the ocean. And, and kids are actually very receptive to, um, I see that in my own teaching, these kind of issues that are in the world. And they really want to help. They're, you know, usually they, their hands go up and they say like, well, I think I can do this or I can do this and make a change. And um, so I think um, a lot of parents are out there looking for um, books that help inspire um, and give their kids confidence, um, mm. you know, to, to be whatever they'd like to be and create things themselves. Right. Um, and how because I, I, I noticed too is like one of the as you, as you mentioned bethany Stahl as well is that there seems to be a trend of making sure that that you have companion activities with a children's yeah. book yeah so talk to us a little bit about what some what some resources that people that are going to be looking at um books for benjamin what are some of the what are some of the companion activities that you have available as well Yes, I have, um, um, there's a maze that we put out. There's a, um, I have another PDF that'll be coming out. That's a download that we call these teacher guides often. Um, okay. But, they, but a lot of parents make use of them, especially homeschooling parents. Um, and they usually have um, the different subject areas in school. Um, mm. You know, often there's, you know, math activities, art activities, like, um, you know, where in, in my case, it's, um, they are going to be making a bookmark or, um, you know, going on, um, they have activities like going on a treasure hunt in the library um, right. and learning about different genres that are in the library. library. Um, so that's um, uh, very typical often now. And so okay. my initial one was, you know, was just the bookmark and, and coloring pages. That's often there. But there's now going to be a whole activity section that's everything from geography to often history. Um, so you might go into, in this case, a little bit of a little bit more. I have some in my back matter about the history of libraries, but okay. uh, there's yeah. usually a packet where um, teachers or anyone can download it, um, usually for free. It's offered for free, and so that librarians, parents, and school teachers can use the resource as a companion to the book. And, okay, uh, and that's very often um, very popular now, and mm. um, and I know as a teacher myself, I always appreciate it when when I'm doing um, guided reading groups and and working with kids. Is oh, is there a packet that's downloadable that I can use that the author's already provided for me? And, right, you know, and and with activities and such. So that's. <laughs> Because you mentioned a really good point is like you are also a teacher and what are some of the activities that you're also looking to add other activities as we talked about the maze, the coloring sheets, uh, the bookmarks. Is there anything else that you have in process that will also be some companion pieces that go along with Books for Benjamin? Yes. the, the Well, the Books for Benjamin, um, um, the hist historical part is more about going into that about the cuneiform and you know, different right. uh, okay. types of writing and 
um, without giving too much of it away, but in the end about, um, you know, how the copyright symbol becomes such an important uh, piece to this book. And what is that? And right. uh, what's behind that? And so that's kind of the historical part. And right. the, um, another activity we have is for, um, let's see, making, um, uh, this was kind of fun too. It's already started in some schools, but um, some of the kids have dressed up and become the character. So they oh, cool. did their own Benjamin and showed up at a speech that I was giving. And that was a nice surprise. And that's now coming <laughs> in the packet as well is like um, illustrating the, for the younger ones, it's uh, maybe an illustration of mm-hmm. the characters that they like. They might like Dottie or Ginger, one of the other characters in the book. And, um, Others have actually out of paper mache or actually made a costume and dressed up because it's very popular now. Often in schools, we do something called book week and okay. we have dress up as the character day. Oh, and cool. So that's another activity that um, teachers can make use of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you mentioned too, that you also have another book coming out, the, the, your book about the elephant. Yes. And the elephants, that one is even, it's geared, it's again a picture book, but it's based mm-hmm. on, it's a, a nonfiction uh, picture book because it's about a true lady who rehabilitates orphan elephants and takes about 10 years, the whole process. And her goal is not to have them as pets. They're, unfortunately, they're, their parents have been um, killed by the poachers. And so mm. she rescues them. And then, you know, the challenge she has is... Um, is um, the older ones, she's been able to help them survive. But what do you do with the ones who are so young, they're still milk dependent. And so she was the first in the world actually to to create actually a milk product that works, that's elephant baby formula. Oh, wow, and okay. So, and then um, it's, it's a long process and she has a whole team working with her in Kenya. Um, and then the amazing part is the elephants sense that the, her orphans are ready to go back into the wild. And some, a lot of her former or, orphans, even though they're thousands of kilometers away, sense that the new ones are coming and come to receive them and take them back into the wild. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's an amazing thing that elephants do that. They, right. They'll do, um, take care of their own. Right. And uh, so she's been very successful. It was very difficult to do. And Unfortunately, she passed away a few, uh, just a few years back, but um, her family is carrying on the tradition. And so how, how, how is it different between writing a fiction storybook about a worm as compared to a nonfiction children's book? How did you have to pivot with that through the creativity process? Uh, that's it's quite different. I mean, the, the, the uh, tradition now to, of storytelling is it's a little bit different than when I was a kid. Usually the nonfiction books were, you know, about biographies were always written, you know, in a timeline where, you know, from birth to death in this, in this instance. Um, and nowadays it's not always that way. You can start um, at a, with a different aspect. There's usually a theme behind it. And, um, you know, it could be uh, another one I have about a boy who's helping, um, you know, challenge, you know, taking, tackling the, the aspect of the plastic problem in the oceans and he's, what he's doing about that. But he, the book is about how he's into tinkering and he was bullied as a kid. And so 
you know, but that how he was more of an introvert actually helped him, you know, solve puzzles. So the theme oh, is more okay. about like how he overcomes certain things. And with Daphne, the the elephant book, it's it's a bit similar. She she's another one in a way like Benjamin who doesn't give up. She she's mm. challenged by a lot of things, but she her love of the elephants keeps her going. And um, the, but the difference is the research um, because okay. it's nonfiction. Um, everything I put into the book, even for the illustrator, um, you know, from the plants that are there, have to be actually in Kenya, where she where she's from. And right. so there's a lot of research that goes into making it authentic, and um, otherwise it turns into they will um, consider it a fiction piece. And um, but if you want it to be a, actually a nonfiction biography, then all you know there's a lot more research that goes into every aspect of her life, and so that's that's important. Whereas fiction, it can be entirely made up, and and um, you can create these worlds and. But with nonfiction, it'll it'll be fact checked. You you need to have your uh, documents and and actually a, a bit of that'll also go back into the back matter. There'll be a bibliography okay. in the back. Again, activities that you do and actually there are a lot more activities in that because you can bring in mathematics and geography uh, activities that have to do with you know those kind of things and mm. and, and right. science as well. If if people are interested, then uh, we go to. Uh, learn more about books for Benjamin in your upcoming books. Where's the best place they could go to? Um, I would say the the my website. It's rgdrowan.com. Um, com. And okay. yes, that my author website, and um, uh, that's where I'll be posting also the the future books. There's also a se- sequel to Benjamin coming up as well. It will be soon out. Um, the elephant book I mentioned is is uh, due to come out. Um, I'm hoping by August, which is World Elephant Day. And wow. um, yeah, so that's um, uh, in the works and, and hopefully coming soon. The, um, so there's a little bit about me there and the activities. Also, this teacher guide I mentioned will be soon posted here as well uh, for okay. download. Well, listen, Rico, this has been great. And you got to come back on then, I guess, in August or September when your next book comes out. Oh, too. I love it. Thank you so much, Barney. Yeah, it's been a genuine pleasure talking to you, Rico, and I look forward to chatting again. Thank you. Sorry about that. Oh, ah, no worries. <laughs> no problem. Deliveries in so the I had my, Yeah, I had um I had oh here's my glasses. I had uh Yeah, so that this delivery. So I had I'm I'm changing my so we just had um so I got two girls and a boy. And mm-hmm. so the boy is two. I got the two girls who's eight and six, so they share a bedroom. Our house only has three bedrooms in it. My mother-in-law lives this because my mother-in-law, my wife is Nigerian. So, um, yeah, so we have, uh, um, and so, you know, I mean, she spent time in Kenya. You understand, like, if you, oh, yeah. if you marry, a, if you marry someone from Africa, you kind of marry the entire family. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so, so my, my wife is, so, so my mother-in-law lives with us, which is great. Cause now we have a multi-generational home, which is awesome. Oh yeah. But, 
long story short, so what happened was is that now that we've got we got three bedrooms, so my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. me and my wife, and then the girls. So now in our house, we now we need a fourth bedroom because we have a boy and we got to make sure he has his own space. So so what we're doing is that over explaining something for you right now, Rico, is that so what we're doing is that we're taking our downstairs. We have a downstairs kind of like game room that we've never actually used. We have to convert that into a bedroom. So me and my wife are going to have that's going to be our bedroom. So then our girls are going to move into our bedroom and then the boy is going to have his own bedroom, which is the girl's room. So anyway, so what happened was, is that, yeah. So, so, (laughs) so, so I, to save money, I'm kind of like, kind of like trying to figure out how to like change the bed. I had a a contractor Mm -hmm. buddies helping me out to figure out how do we change this into a good, like a norm. So, Mm -hmm. so he sent, he sent me a message saying, so they're delivering the ceiling panels today mm-hmm. i'm like all right good so I, I that's why i had to move some things around I'm like all right they said they're gonna deliver at 11 i'm like okay 11 okay fine so that's why i asked can i move the time so anyway oh, they show <laughs> up at like he shows up 45 minutes early so that's where i had to <laughs> move some things around but this will be fun editing later so this will be good it'll, it'll be <laughs> seamless it'll be so seamless uh, when you see the the finished <laughs> version you won't be able to tell when this the whole situation <laughs> happened but um, but anyway, so let me ask you the next question here. So, 